edition of the Channel Futures Podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, our esteemed senior Mr. Anderson. news editor, Mr. James Anderson. James, how are you? Why, Craig, uh, so so kind of you to, to say that. Uh, I'm doing great today. Um, life is a beautiful thing, and uh, each each day we get's wonderful. So how are you? Yeah, I am. Uh, I really can't complain. You know, I am pretty excited about the uh, Channel Partners Conference and Expo. We're going to be seeing all the peeps again, the loyal casties, everybody else in the channel audience. Uh, how are you feeling about that, Craig? It's going to be a lot of fun. They got us up there on the main stage, hosting uh, oh. some stuff. Like I, it's, it's getting real. It's getting really real for me. Did they did they do it again? Are, are we sure they're actually taking this event seriously? If they're putting us up on stage, what's going on there? I don't know. They must be uh, tanking for a first-round draft pick, I guess. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Kind of like my Seahawks are doing now that they traded Russell Wilson. But uh, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, James, this could, uh, you know, I probably said this before, but this could be the most jam-packed episode of the podcast we've ever had. Ever. Uh, is that because uh, you took so long to get around to scheduling this one? Or uh, what was the deal there? Yeah, yeah, nicely done there. Yeah, I'd like to say we had to wait uh, plenty of time to get some good content for this, but that's not really true because, as you're going to see, we've got about two podcasts worth of content packed into this one. So uh, here's what's on the agenda, James. First, we're going to be dedicating much of this episode to the MSP 501, the largest and most comprehensive survey and ranking of managed service providers from around the world world but not to be exclusive in our awards sharing we've also got a program for our agent slash broker slash consultant slash trusted advisor slash telecom expense management <laughs> channel friends craig wow you, know? you almost ran out of air i did and 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 i my life flashed before my eyes but it's also flashing before my eyes because uh we are here to talk about the brand new award for agents, the first of its kind, the CP101. Wow, this is like an awards fest. This is a lot of fun to be talking about awards because uh, our, our channel influencers awards uh, were released uh, since our last podcast. I know it seems a while ago, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about that as well. But uh, first, uh, let's go back oh, about 30 seconds. And uh, start by talking about the CP101, kind of your baby. Why don't you tell us about it? So, Craig, 
you know, all throughout the industry, you see a lot of different awards that recognize different partner types. You see some MSSP ones. You see with our our company, uh, this highly prestigious MSP awards program. You have others that uh, recognize the resale model, but none that recognize this commission-based model that has often been um, lovingly called the agent model. This group of partners was the base of the uh, the, the show that uh, is kind of associated with this Channel Futures brand, the, the Channel Partners, formerly known as Phone Plus. I think it was, what was it the agent show? Yeah, the agent uh, conference and expo back in uh, 97. It's debut our 25th anniversary this year. Oh, yeah. So we're in some ways going back to the roots and, and recognizing, you know, these are the people that, that got all this started. And, you know, these folks are, are still kicking and still really succeeding in business. We talk about how they're they're gaining the, the attention of private equity and yeah. and so much attention that they're getting because they're really succeeding. And, and we wanted to qu- try to quantify that and try to measure which of these firms are really taking the channel by storm. Yeah, this is old school. This is retro. But at the same time, these are our core casties. Am I right? I mean, we started this podcast back on Channel Partners Online before it merged with Channel Futures. Our loyal audience here and uh, the loyal Channel Partners traditional audience, they're going to be all over this awards program and excited that you are heading it up, my friend. Oh, I'm pumped, Craig. I think it's it's so fun because everyone is always so intrigued by we're the partners. They're, they are the life of the party. They're, they're like the blood I don't have a good metaphor. Like I was gonna do like a vampire <laughs> metaphor. But like they're 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 blood. They're the blood of, of the channel, the light blood of the channel. And uh so excited to like kind of paint a, a a profile of what these companies are doing, you know, end up building some surveys and, and studies that are gonna follow out of this. And I'm just excited for some of the data and yeah, observations we're gonna make from this. Yeah, just don't paint a profile with blood. Yeah, mix those two metaphors gets kind of kind of gruesome. <laughs> Good point. I'll just stick with those uh, the the cutout letters from the newspapers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So uh, after our first interview, uh, we're going to move into the Channel Influencer Awards, which I mentioned uh, just a moment ago. Uh, but right now, it's all about the MSP 501. And who better to talk about this than the two people on our team who run this program? Oh, let's do this. We're oh, oh, going to talk to some friends. Yeah. Wait, wait, James. I almost forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the show. Uh, you're going to love this. We're going to bring back a classic Channel Futures podcast tradition, Coffee Movie Night. Whoa. This is where we present a movie-like trailer for a film based on the podcast that absolutely will never be made, fortunately. So you can listen to that as you start to fill out your applications for all of these, might I say, juicy awards. Oh, uh, the it, come on over to the blender because the fruit of the excellence, the fruit that is the excellence of the channel is being squeezed. I guess it would be a juicer, wouldn't it, Craig? Uh, if the blender is it, it's being squeezed, man, Craig, my my metaphors are really off today, aren't they? Wow. Wow. Just wow. Well, let's get to the interview, buddy. All right, James, always love this MSP 501 focused podcast because we get to bring in the MSP 501 team here at Channel Features. And instead of me doing the intros or you, James, uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell our audience a little bit about what they do 
uh, with the MSB 501. Of course, they may be names you're familiar with if you are someone who has applied for the 501 before. But ladies, uh, go ahead, tell us who you are and uh, tell us a little bit about the 501 this year. Yeah, so this is uh, Allison Francis. I am a content producer with Channel Futures. I am also the, I guess, head of the 501, if you want to call it that. So I've own been- it, Allison, own it. Own it, okay. <laughs> uh, this is to my second year doing it. Uh, it's just the program has grown so much in these two years with the help of my my lovely co-star here, Jeanette Andre. Jeanette, I'll let you introduce yourself, but yeah, it's been going so great. I'm Jeanette Andre, Associate Marketer, VIP. I work with Channel Partners Events, Channel Futures, and last but not least, the MSV 501. Ooh. So, Ooh. Jeanette, you introduce yourself as a VIP, or do you work with VIPs, or are you both? <laughs> I am both. I have to lead by example. So, of course, I am the highest VIP. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, we're, we're excited for the uh, 501 this year. We had such a success last year. The program has been going on for a number of years now, but last year was sort of a breakthrough for us. So, uh, we really had an incredible number, number of applications. And the traffic to the website was just uh, something that blew us away. So, Allison, why don't you kick us off? Tell us a little bit about the 2022 edition of the MSB 501. Well, to your point, I mean, last year was just incredible. Again, we, we've made some changes in the, in the past couple of years, and I think that really hit its stride uh, last year, specifically to, you know, the methodology and, you know, kind of the, the way that we look at this application process. But 2022 is, is just primed to be our biggest year yet. It's the 15th year, which is crazy, of the, the MSP 501 program. Now, obviously, it's gone through several iterations, but we're excited. It's going to be a really great year. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Do you mind, uh, for, for the the viewers who are perhaps unaware of the MSP 501, to, to just give a little bit of background on, on what sure. the MSP 501 tries to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. So, so each year, um, MSPs kind of throw their hat in the ring to be uh, considered for this this list. It's a, it's a global ranking. Um, it's the IT industry's first and largest. It includes MSPs from around the globe. Entrants are judged on operational efficiency uh, and various revenue and profit numbers. So how we kind of break this down, and this is really meant to highlight people who have had some serious, awesome growth year over year. The way we break this down is 10% uh, of the criteria is based on revenue per employee. 15% of the criteria is based on a percentage of total revenue earned from recurring revenue. 25% of the criteria is based on the percentage of total revenue that is profit. And then finally, 50% of the criteria is based on the weighted total revenue. So those those are important metrics to keep in mind as you're you know you're filling out this this application, but that's something that we've we've really fine tuned over the years to kind of highlight the the most outstanding MSPs. So speaking of the application, it is open now. When uh, how long do uh, managed service providers out there have to get their application in? Because it's uh you know it's not one of those things you can just fill out in ten minutes. Uh, we really make them dig in and and give us some of those numbers you were talking about. Yes, it is a robust application, but it is worth it, I promise. So this year, uh, the application uh, period ends April 30th. 
Okay, so still plenty of time, but uh, don't delay too long for sure. So Jeanette, talk about your role in the 501. You've obviously gotten a chance to talk to a lot of our applicants over the past couple of years. The communication is sort of ongoing with them throughout this entire process. So you're you're sort of holding their hand as a as a VIP handholder. Probably not quite the right word. That's dumbing it down a little bit. But you're you're there for them all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Once you enter into the 501 community, it's kind of hard to get out. We, But that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a really nice community. We have social media groups to chat and connect with about and share new ideas. Um, I see people, new 501 winners post their webinars on there all the time and just support each other through through the year, especially the past few years that we've had. And my favorite part is that 501 winners are invited to Channel Partners events as a VIP. So that's where you really get the hand-holding. Um, I'm there on site, so we do have a really great time. Uh, we have Channel Partners Conference next by in April, which is before the close of the application. Uh, and then we have the MSP Summit in September. And this is where we have our awesome MSP 501 Awards Gala. It's a beautiful evening. We have dinner, celebration, some speeches, and the winners get physical trophies. And then we also have Channel Evolution Europe for our EMEA winners that we can't forget about. So that's part of the meeting together in person community aspect. And then we also bring them together online. So once you're in it, you're in it. <laughs> like the Hotel California. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it seems like a great community. Um, I, I'm curious if, if you have any stories of maybe an MSP owner who joined this list and maybe it helped springboard their career or, or any other stories of MSPs who, who have been part of this program. Yeah. One of the ways that we highlight, um, and I think Jeanette may have mentioned this, but um, we have these special awards, you know, the Lifetime Achievement Award, the MSP of the Year Award. And through those kinds of things, we have heard a lot of, you know, wow, you really helped get me visibility, like our company get visibility um, in the space that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have otherwise had. And this is, it's worth mentioning, this is an international list. So we've, we've got companies from all over the globe applying in Australia in particular, um, I know we have, we've had a couple of, it's a different market, drastically different market, kind of heightening their, their visibility in that market has been a huge uh, kind of accolade, a little, little feather in their cap in kind of an odd market down there. So yeah, Jeanette, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but we definitely receive so much feedback of people who say this list has, has really elevated them in the industry. I've heard some stories of on-site our last event, Channel Partners Conference and Expo in Vegas. We connected with, for example, the MSP of the year, Allison, and I know him quite well. He was so excited to receive the award, and he brought materials to share more about their company, and it was incredible to learn more, and he brought people in, and just, it really, it gave him a platform to communicate the the incredible things that his company is doing, but it also brings people together and just shares in the success with him. So that's one example, but there are so many other companies that you either connect with peers or you connect with new vendors because of this accolade. And it's really cool to see on site and in person as well. Oh yeah, that's one of the biggest things is just the gratitude we get from people at these on-site events. Yeah. You know, wouldn't necessarily maybe take the time to send us something, you know, via email, but when we see these people in mm -hmm. person, it's just, uh, it's so rewarding. It's great. That is so cool. So cool. So I know you guys have uh, a number of questions that uh, applicants 
throw at you every year. And there are probably three or four that you get a lot. I'd be curious uh, to know some of those frequently asked questions that we can pass along to our, our loyal audience here. I've got a few big ones we get questions on every year. So the first big one is, you know, whether or not the application has a cost associated with it. It does not. It is absolutely free to apply closely tied to that. So we obviously have to ask for some pretty in-depth you know, financial information. We do not disclose anyone's financial information ever. We obviously use that for our own data, but again, we don't, we don't share that with anyone. We don't disclose it to anybody. One thing that we kind of, we get quite often is how you, how do you evaluate applications uh, to arrive at the rankings that we do? So kind of drilling down into that a little bit, we use a proprietary algorithm that weighs different revenue streams according to, you know, kind of how representative they are of modern business models. We're really looking for, you know, forward thinking managed service services strategies there. So that's that's kind of how we weight that. The other one, and I'll let Jeanette speak to this. Um, can I save my progress and return to finish later? Jeanette, you want to talk about that one? <laughs> Yeah, we do get a lot of a lot of questions about this one. You have to make sure that your cookies are turned on and you're using the same device. We also have a, a PDF listed on the first page of the application. We'd highly suggest downloading that, answering the questions on the PDF, making sure you have all the answers correct before you transfer them over to the online application. It'll save you time in case your cookies aren't activated and it'll make sure that you get the questions correct or as close to your answers as you want them to be. I think the security information is a good one because uh, James's salary got leaked online one time. It is pretty embarrassing. So, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm glad that you've uh, you've reassured our listeners to that. <laughs> I think the last thing I'll touch upon is um, the when our winners are announced, we'll be announcing them in June of 2022. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we'll be honoring them at the MSP 501 Awards Gala in September in Orlando at the MSP Summit. So keep an eye out for that. And the last thing I'll mention, if, if there's any questions that you have that we didn't address here, um, you can shoot us a note at msp501 at informa.com and, and we'll get back to you on that as soon as we can. That's fantastic. All right. So it's worth noting, uh, you guys talked about this sort of being a program that lasts all year long, it's certainly culminating uh, at the event in September. But we also do a lot on the media site with this, in addition to publishing the uh, full list, we also publish a number of galleries with company logos and so forth, detailing the 501 winners. But uh, you want to talk more, Allison, maybe a little bit about some of the other offshoot lists we have and the opportunities that uh, companies land in those? Yeah, absolutely. So this is something we started last year. Typically in the past have done, you know, some sort of feature on the top uh, like minority owned uh, MSPs, top women owned, veteran owned, EMEA, you know, we break them out regionally as well. We've continued to do that, but we also decided, well, you know, what if we highlighted, you know, our, our most innovative MSPs and we, we've got ways to, you know, kind of drill down into that best security providers, best cloud service providers. And again, we, we've got our own criteria internally that we use to determine that. But um, those are kind of some of the, the offshoot lists that we've we've done uh, or we did last year um, to kind of further bring different MSPs to the to the forefront. So that's something that we're going to continue to build on this year for sure. The other thing I was going to mention, you know, just from an editorial standpoint, kind of another kind of feather in your cap as, as a 501er is we do a uh, monthly call for comment on a certain topic. So um, 2021 
uh, MSP 501ers will have received many emails from me just asking for, you know, their insight on certain topics. So I'm always reminding you of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, but it's great because, you know, we we publish these insights. You know, this is good thought leadership and and good exposure for the companies too, you know, when they're when their executive is is quoted in something that we we do. Yeah, that's another good way to kind of get highlighted and featured as a 501er is having your, you know, your insight on a certain topic uh, published on our site. Yeah, so many opportunities. It's a it's a great program. You guys really uh, took off with it, took it to another level last year. And uh, I think James and I are really excited to see what happens with it in 2022. Thank you both for joining us. And uh, we'll be talking a lot more about the 501 here in the weeks to come. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. All right, James, let me tell you that Allison and Jeanette run one heck of a program. So with the MSP 501 last year, more than 20%, this is how popular this program was last year, and it's always been popular, but it took a huge step forward last year. More than 20% of our entire online traffic for the year in 2021 was based around this MSB 501 program. So as you can tell, uh, in addition to the gala that was discussed, the awards themselves, I mean, this is a monster program for Channel Partners, Channel Futures, and you can tell uh, the work that Allison and Jeanette are putting into it. They do an amazing job. It is such a heavy lift. I mean, 501 MSPs, like the process of wrangling, you know, a larger number than that and and putting this all together, it is, uh, it's a behemoth, Craig, I got to say. It is. It is. Should we go to a thousand and one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> tell them that. Is, that, is that only fair? Yeah, I, I don't want them to have a heart attack or anything. So uh, we should probably uh, we'll keep it at five hundred one for now. <laughs> okay, James. So um, I mentioned the channel influencers uh, in what we affectionately call the A block of this podcast before we got into the interview with Allison and Jeanette. Uh, and I want to talk about that in just a second. But uh, I also referenced the Channel Partners Conference and Expo coming up. Now, since we last talked on this podcast, there has been a lot more added to the agenda. I mean, it is practically full at this point. And uh, because of all this awards talk, we don't have uh, much time to get into it and break down all of the new pieces that are in there. However, in our next podcast, which will be the pre-show edition, or you sometimes like to drag it out. How do you say it? Pre-show. Yeah, really, really hold that last uh, vowel. Uh, the O, the O part, the pre-show you know, edition. Your voice crack a little bit, go through puberty one more time, you know. Yeah, yeah. So in that podcast, uh, we're going to go through the agenda even a lot more than we have in the past and really hit some of those sessions uh, and networking events that we think you aren't going to want to miss. So that's going to be a, hopefully, a can't-miss episode of this podcast. Uh, that'll be on our next one. But first, we should not get ahead of ourselves because you and I can barely keep it together enough to get through the podcast we're currently on. So, channel influencers. Now, we upped our list from 10 influencers to 50 this year because, honestly, there are just way too many people that are influencing the channel these days. So, how did we do it? Our crack edit team weighed channel leaders' accomplishments from the past year and what we expect to see from them in the coming year. And from that 50, we picked two of them as our influencers of the year. And in this case, they were co-influencers. And that would be, of course, Rich Hume, the CEO of TD Cynics, 
so instrumental in that merger of tech data and Cynix that uh, already has shaped the distribution landscape for years to come, um, as well as someone from the agent side, Christopher Trapp of Upstack. And um, it, it seemed apropos to kind of recognize this company that everybody is talking about. If you are the broker trusted advisor space, uh, bringing in private equity, Berkshire Partners, and uh, some other private equity firms, and bring on many different high-performing agents from across the industry, really doing something we've never seen before. So the influence is undeniable. Yeah, it's been staggering to see all of this private equity money coming in, how it's led to all these acquisitions on the agent side of the house, as we like to say. And then, as you mentioned, that Tech Data Synex uh, merger, uh, just a monster that could not be ignored. Uh, just to give you a little insider baseball. We kind of batted around. See what I did there? Insider baseball. <laughs> you like that? Well, You're struggling I... maybe with the uh, metaphors and analogies today, but uh, I'm dropping the puns. You are making it up for us. You are hitting <laughs> So um, we discussed, you know, some of the biggest issues of the year. And the other one uh, from 2021 was probably security, you know, when it comes to ransomware and, and all the other breaches happening out there. But uh, M&A is where we landed. Then we went and selected the two people we thought were at the core uh, and really represented mergers and acquisitions and, and this private equity on the traditional agent broker side of the channel, as well as the traditional IT distribution side of the channel. So that's where we landed. And I'm pretty pleased to say that I think we we got a couple of good ones there. It is something I feel pretty proud of. And and, and I, I love to see not just them, but all the, the those 48 other people in there, some really awesome folks, not just for the, the, the things they've accomplished, but uh, really the character um, by which they're known in the channel. Um, yeah. A lot of really cool people. So Man, I, yeah, I, I am excited to see that group. Absolutely. So if you haven't seen the list, uh, we will put naturally a link to it on the landing page of this podcast. So you'll be able to check it out as well as the link to the MSP 501 application and the CP 101 application. So uh, take a close look again at the landing page of this podcast. Yeah, and speaking of the 501, we asked Allison to help us talk about MSPs with the big sponsor of the MSP 501, Ingram Micro. Yeah, absolutely. And when she's done with that, don't go away. We'll have movie night. All right. Hi, everyone. This is Allison Francis with uh, the MSP 501. I have with me Eric Cole, the Vice President of Security and Networking for Ingram Micro, uh, who is our amazing MSP 501 sponsor. Eric, welcome. Thanks, Allison. Great to be here. Appreciate the time today. Yeah. So I'll, I'll jump right into a, a few things here. First of all, I figured I would just ask you, you know, what's what's Ingram up to these days? You know, is there are there any big initiatives in the works? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, very exciting times for us as a company. Uh, you may have seen that uh, Paul Bay was promoted to chief executive officer, which is super exciting. Paul's been with Ingram a long time. I've been with Ingram a long time. I think I started working with Paul when he was our sales executive on CompUSA, uh, not to date ourselves here. And, <laughs> and my boss, Kirk Robinson, was promoted to uh, executive vice president and president for North America. Um, so a great way to start the year with two awesome leaders. And both of these guys are, you know, partner first, channel first leaders. In terms of, you know, big initiatives, last year we brought on a new chief digital officer, Sanjeev Sahu, 
Um, and obviously, digital transformation is a term that gets thrown around a lot these days and yeah. certainly the top priority for so many of our customers. But we're right in the thick of it as well uh, as an organization. Um, and it's not something new to us. We've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years working to automate tasks and complexity and processes. You know, as an example, our ability to automate a complex configuration, quote, special pricing, order management functions, all the way to allowing our customers to see where a shipment might be, whether a virtual piece of software or hardware. All of those things ultimately provide a better you know, satisfaction for our partner community. And the big gain is it allows our sales teams as well as our customers teams to spend more time focusing on the customer and, and delivering profitable growth. So Sanjeev is really accelerating these efforts uh, company-wide, worldwide. Ultimately, we're going to be delivering an end-to-end lifecycle management platform for our customers with a single pane of glass to manage their business with Ingram. So super exciting stuff. So we're excited. That's great. That's awesome. So yeah, you mentioned uh, digital transformation. Um, That is definitely something that's a very hot topic right now. And that can translate into so many things. We've been talking about, you know, automation over here quite a bit for, for some time, but that too has kind of been accelerated by you know the pandemic shops looking to scale so yes these are all very <laughs> these are all very hot topics so that's great you know we already spoke about you know how do those 10 trends how do those kind of tie into other things that you're kind of seeing in the industry yeah so um i think it it fits right in you know all all you know in terms of like our strategy for the msp community you know our strategy at ingram is to help enable profitable growth while removing msp pain points Um, And these pain points can include marketing. So many um, MSPs we work with may not have dedicated staff or digital marketing efforts. Um, Work-life balance is a common pain point that we hear about, and um, as well as talent shortages. It's obviously a crazy environment from a talent perspective. So if you just think about, um, we talk about saving hours, right? So if I can save 50 hours a week, as an example, because we've been able to automate and work with our vendor community um, to automate some of these tasks. Well, that's going to help free up time for ourselves and our customers to focus on the exciting stuff, right? So there's a lot of talk right now around customer success models, as an example. And, you know, obviously SaaS and cloud solutions. And it's one thing to sell that to a client. It's quite another thing to make sure that that software or application is being used to its fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And if you're spending time working with the client to make sure that they're maximizing the value of their software or solution, that's going to drive customer retention and then upsell opportunities. So all of these things directly apply to, to the trends that we're seeing in the channel. Excellent. Well put. Free up time for the good stuff. Love that. Love it. So just transitioning a bit, so we've obviously kicked off our uh, 2022 MSP 501 applications. From your standpoint, Eric, um, can you give a little uh, insight into why folks should apply? You know, why making it onto the list is is kind of a, a feather in an MSP's cap, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's look, it's it's a great opportunity to benchmark yourself, your company against, you know, your peer groups. Um, obviously, you, you're going to gain valuable insights, and and from the survey and things like that, you'll you'll get insights into you know the key trends and opportunities, and 
you know, where's the technology going and things like that. And and ultimately to be recognized as a top MSP, you know, while it demonstrates that you're at the top of your game, that you're focused on the customer, you're focused on the right solutions, and you're focused on solving business outcomes. So I think everybody wants to be recognized for, for being at the top of your game. So I think that's awesome. why, you know, the MSP should be leaning into this year's survey. So well put. Thank you so much, Eric, for that. And yeah, I, again, it's amazing visibility in the industry. And, you know, it's it's only getting more competitive for a myriad of reasons. So I think that's, yes, that's what you said is exactly on point. So again, just a quick little reminder for, for those listening, um, the application period for the 2022 MSP 501 application opened on February 1st and closes on April 30th. So don't delay, get those applications in. We would love to see you guys on the list this year. Thank you so much, Eric, for, for being on here today. Um, it was great chatting with you. Thanks, Allison, I appreciate it. All right, great stuff there, James, from Allison and Ingram Micro. Uh, pretty excited to have them on board again as sponsor this year. Can't say enough about the MSP 501 and uh, where that's going. It's just getting bigger and bigger. It's really something to be excited about, Craig. Almost, not to invalidate this, not to invalidate this, but almost as exciting as me being selected for my first channel futures podcast movie trailer. Oh, my gosh. This. You are you are so excited. I know you've looked forward to this for a long time. And, you know, it's not easy putting together a movie trailer. And this is probably why I have not prepared one uh, for you in the past year, roughly, well, a little more than a year that you've been doing this podcast. So I apologize for that. But uh, it takes a certain creative genius uh, to come up with one of these things. And, uh, you know, apologies, but uh, hopefully uh, the time that's passed will make up for it with the quality of this movie trailer which is sort of about the podcast and sort of not oh craig i know you you wouldn't do it unless you were you you really wanted it and you were ready that's that's what a true artist does and uh and i, and I, I don't say that entirely in jest <laughs> not entirely all right so james what's your what's your favorite type of movie are, are you a fan of the buddy cop genre well what can I say? I'm what some people might call a bit of a buddy cop myself. I'm always going out there trying to become buddies with people. People are like, what are you? What are you, the buddy cop? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with good cop, bad cop, uh, which maybe is the direction you are going. You know, movies like for my generation, you look back at movies like Bad Boys and um, Lethal Weapon and some of these other films, uh, they were just, you know, they carved a niche within my generation of the 80s and the early 90s. And they're just some of my favorite, probably because they're so cheesy. They have so many stereotypes, but man, they're just going to knock you on your keister with the action. So uh, I think you're going to recognize some of the lines that have been adapted for this trailer and some of the... Uh, you know, typical stereotypes that you might see in a uh, buddy cop film. Uh, what do you say? You want you want to do this, James? You excited? Let's do it. Hey, Starsky and Hutch, is that one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, a TV show, which I guess became a, a movie eventually. But uh, yeah, there you go. Lots of potential references in television as well. Okay, I think I'm tracking here. Let's do this. Okay. He is your worst nightmare. A podcaster who throws caution to the wind. Hey, Craig, is this the trailer? It started? And he 
sees the wily old veteran who should probably hang up the mic. Yeah, 110 of these is probably enough. I should put in for my gold watch. Now he'll wish he had. Oh, I get it. It's like with the weapon and I'm the young rule breaker and you are the stodgy, curmudgeonly old timer who has to put up with me. Okay, I could do this. I could do this. If these guys can just stand each other. Craig, I'm going to put together this insane uh, conspiracy theory trivia uh, for you. You have to ask it. You're going to get part of it wrong. It's going to make you look like an idiot and it's going to look like uh, you're a bad person. That seems risky, James. Can we just play it straight and stick to the great channel guess? The audience might just pay attention. Nobody can out podcast me. I suppose we better register you as a lethal podcaster. I don't think I've sounded crazy enough so far. Okay, here goes. I've got a bad reputation. Sometimes I just start rambling and make no sense. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I want to be on the podcast with you guys. What? What? Who? Who's that? You know, for the sequel, we're going to need an annoying third wheel. Don't you watch buddy cop movies, James? Better to introduce him in this trailer so the audience knows what's coming. Kind of like how we told everyone this podcast trailer was coming and they turned it off right after the Ingram interview. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull this wire, the blue one. No, 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 no. I, I think it's the red one. Maybe it's the green one. I'm just going to go for it. James, shouldn't we wait for the tech guy? Ah, no. James? James? Yeah, he cut his microphone. Their oil and water, yet podcast number 110 managed to make it to the web. I didn't know we could create so much mayhem. Coffee with Craig and James. Lethal to their loyal casties. I'm getting too old for this shit. Never streaming. Definitely never in theaters. <laughs> oh. Ooh, Craig. Uh, do I make a good lethal weapon actor uh, person? Did I do good? <laughs> you nailed it. I, I feel like you're going to be up for an Oscar in the short trailer podcast promotional category. If in there was channel. such a thing. In channel. I'm afraid that maybe since I've done so many of these, I just sort of mailed in my performance, sort of like uh, Bruce Willis has done in recent years. Yeah, um, <laughs> like Nicolas Cage doing movies yes. that are like literally about himself. Yeah. And it. the thing about it is that I didn't get a, a like an extra big paycheck for doing it. You know, Bruce Willis probably makes $5 million every time or Nick Cage every time he does one of those straight to uh, DVD or streaming movies. But, uh, you know, uh, we, we just do it for the joy. You're mailing it in for the love of the game. That's beautiful. Ah, Digi. Haven't heard from you in a while, Digi, our digital services robot mascot on the podcast. Oh, you wanted to be in the movie trailer. You're jealous. This was not sci-fi, Digi. Yeah, this wasn't 2001, or it's not uh, War Games, or... What's that movie with that little robot dude in it? I don't even remember. Probably oh, Wally. He's a little robot dude. Yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah. There's some other ones out there, but uh, 
Digi's favorite movie, of course, is uh, Star Wars, the original, uh, since R2-D2 is his cousin. But uh, unfortunately, we just didn't have room for him in this one. Plus, Digi's over there on the Channel Partners Conference and Expo uh, website as the official chat bot helping people register. So, Digi, we missed you. Sorry we couldn't include you, but keep in mind you're doing a very important service to the listeners of this podcast and the channel in general. And stay in your lane, Digi. All right, James, time to wrap this thing up. Uh, you can check out the archive at Coffee with Craig and James just about anywhere you get your podcasts. We also encourage you to check us out on... Our flagship news site. That would be channelfutures.com. And we leave you as we opened with a song from 2010 as we do here on the podcast number 110. And uh, hopefully you'll join us again next time. So long, friends. You said you'd